0: patriot is wwtc minneapolis st paul fm 107.5 k298 co minneapolis fueled by lucky station
1: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRochstra. President
2: Trump has been on the phone with allies in Asia. President Trump says he's had a long and very good talk with South Korean President Moon Jae-in about his just-completed summit with North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un. Trump says he's also keeping Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe up to date on what he describes as the ongoing negotiations.
1: Ben Thomas reporting. Senator John Tester says he has a duty to make sure veterans in his state get what they've earned. The Montana Democrat responding to President Trump's statement that testers, quote, should resign after going public with allegations that prompted White House physician Ronnie Jackson to withdraw from consideration to be the secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs. And the search for a man accused of killing a deputy in Maine is over, a 29-year-old suspect taken into custody after a four-day manhunt. This is SRN News.
2: Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. I'm often asked when meeting with prospective clients, does radio work? Absolutely, I say. And we have plenty of success stories to share. Listeners have more ways to listen than ever. They have our new FM signal in the West Metro, smart speakers like Alexa, and our free mobile app. Listeners are finding us, so let your business be found too. Consider advertising on The Patriot and see how radio will work for you. Call us at 651-405-8800.
1: The Northern Alliance Radio Network continues next year on AM 1280 The Patriot. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. A beautiful weekend near 70 by Sunday. Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher is Sunday night. That is tomorrow night. Now, tickets may be sold out online. You can still check at AM 1280ThePatriot.com and get the details for the event. It's at the Minneapolis Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka, and you can get tickets at the door. Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher is brought to you by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and Lucky Station.
0: This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act,
3: Mitch Byrd. Welcome back, Twin Cities room, and world. So it the wind so- is beneath the right wing, The bright, shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. Where the Northern Alliance Radio Network, for 14, going on 15 years now, making talk radio great again, my name is Mitch Berg. My blog, ShotInTheDark.info, 16 years is one of Minnesota's foremost center-right political blogs. Uh, of course, I'm also found on True North, which is only 10 years old and has been uh, the center for center-right political opinion in the upper Midwest for pretty much just as long, uh, since, uh, since 2007. I am the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 14 years strong, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, along with my comrades, Brad Carlson, every Sunday afternoon on the Closer Edition, and King Banyan, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. There has never been anything like us in the history of Twin Cities Radio, and there never will be another one like us, ever. Others have tried, honestly. The 980 took a whack at it, what, 10, 11 years ago? That didn't work out so well. Turns out you just can't grab any yahoo off the streets like we all were. Somehow they lucked out anyway. Speaking of grabbing yahoo's off the streets, I'm tickled pink to be getting ready tomorrow night for the uh, overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. That's uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night down at the Southwest Marriott. I don't know. Where we're at for tickets. I have a hunch that you. I don't think there's any VIP dinner tickets left. There could be, and I think there's some general admission tickets left. So if you go to am1280thepatriot.com, you may find a ticket or two out there. I don't know. And if you don't have them yet, I mean, do your best. Do your best. But how long have I been warning you about this? I mean, I can only take responsibility for so much out there. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a great time. We can predict a couple things. We can pick a couple of things. Ed Morrissey will uh, will open with a joke. Uh, the people at the uh, Hewitt and Gallagher tables will listen to a fair amount of Hewitt and Gallagher talking. The people at the Narn table will have a lot of fun. I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna have a great time, uh, and the great time knowing that they spent less for the the tickets than the VIP. Now that's fine. It's all it's all a good it's a good time for everyone. We're there to make sure a good time will be had by all. Uh, Everyone there is going to have a great time because, of course, Hewitt and Gallagher are a great show. Uh, other predictions. Let's see. Mike Gallagher will continue to gloat over having picked Trump long before Hugh Hewitt did. That's a dead lock right there uh you may make some cleveland sports reference or another i'm not sure you yeah, never know uh it could very well happen but it's all going to be there i'm going to be there bright and early tomorrow i think it's uh, i think the social hour starts around 6ish or so and i hope uh, all of you uh, all of you who got tickets already thanks congratulations i'm looking forward to seeing you all i brad and i and king are unusual um, in the radio business i'll just explain that to you right now Not everybody in the radio business likes going out and meeting the audience. I mean, you talk to most radio people, including some of the most famous radio people in town. I'm not going to name names, although I have worked with some of them in my days at the Evil Talk Empire way back when it was still a talk empire. And these guys got dragged out of the studio by their toes by the promotion and marketing departments because radio people don't go into radio as a general rule because they love meeting people face-to-face. I mean, if they did that, they'd go into, I don't know, being door-to-door salesmen or 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 ministers or something that involves some contact with humanity. Radio, you don't really have much contact hum- with humanity if you're not specifically sent out to do that. And most of the times they are not. They sit in their studios, they spin their records, or they, they, they do their talk shows, or they make their calls for sports events, they go home, they, talk, they see whoever they want and need to see and nobody else. We here at Salem Twin Cities, it's just amazing how you have an entire building for radio people. Myself, Brad King, uh, Lee Michaels, the whole crew loves getting out in the public and meeting all of you <laughs> and you in general seem to enjoy meeting all of us. Which is just such a, a happy accident out there. This, if you've never worked in the radio industry, a, you're a lucky person indeed. B, uh, that's a rare rare thing, and it's a wonderful thing. And and it and it translates all the way up to the network people as well. I mean, get Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager in front of a crowd, and you won't shut them up until the the power gets unplugged. Gallagher, similar story. Michael Medved. Uh, just works the room like uh, the fundamentalist minister. He's not. I mean, he's a conservative Jew, but he's got that vibe about him. He knows how to work a room and, and how to get people interested in what he's saying, because what he has to say is pretty much always interesting. I, I hear those of you who critique his, his stance on Donald Trump uh, two years ago, uh, but there's no denying the fact that the guy's incredibly sharp. And Larry Elder, don't get me started. But since he's did. I mean, uh, the guy hung out with us until bar closing after the first time he was in town. I can hardly wait for him to come back. Anyway, I've gone on long enough. Uh, Those of you who are coming out to the event tomorrow, looking forward to it. Those of you who haven't but want to, you might be able to find a ticket. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Anyway, uh, by the way, as I noted in the last segment, I am doing this segment via the Miracle of Audio recording because I am up at the Minnesota Gun Owners' Rally. The Minnesota Gun Owners' Caucus, as well as the National Rifle Association and the Republican National Committee, are holding a gun rally at the Capitol today. A gun rights rally, I should say. And pretty much the entire AM-1280, the Patriot Air staff, is up there. I mean, Brad Carlson, I believe, is up there. I'm probably going to be seeing Lee up there as well. We're pretty open about our support for the Second Amendment here. But, of course, as you've noticed in the papers This last uh, few weeks. That's not everyone. It doesn't count everyone in this state. And and in particular, this past week, there was one episode by a uh, in the state legislature, a legislator named Aaron May Quaid uh, decided to do a little grandstanding. And when I say grandstanding, I mean sitting. Grand sitting, I guess the term is. She she decided to, to do a filibuster, which, by the way, is not part of the rules of the Minnesota House. It wasn't really a filibuster. Basically, after the House adjourned on Tuesday afternoon, she decided she was going to start telling victim stories, uh, the, the, the stories of gun violence victims. Now, I haven't listened to Ms. May Quaid because, quite frankly, Listening to her annoys the bejeebers out of me, but uh, like I made predictions about the Overtime with Hewitt Gallagher event, I'm going to make some predictions uh, retrospectively about Aaron May Quaid's speech, and I'm fairly confident if I were listening to the recording of it, I would find at least one thing to be true, and that is that not a single perpetrator would be mentioned she will be te- she she will have told stories about people who are victims of gun violence that mentioned nothing but the gun that mentioned nothing about perpetrators about mentioning nothing about the backgrounds of the perpetrators the the motives if any the, the 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 facts that led them to the this confrontation with you'd never know but A person with a gun. Now, she spent uh, quite a bit of time on Wednesday night with a tiny crowd. I mean, they put out an email blast looking for uh, people with orange T-shirts and ELCA hair to go down to the legislature and and sit in in the rotunda, which, of course, is illegal. Uh, Erin May Quaid, of course, uh, is a DFL representative from from Apple Valley. Uh, This broadcast has gone around and around with in the past. I mean, she's the woman who, back in 2011 said when she was working for the liberal video blog the uptake, said, ha, 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 on Twitter, I can edit people into saying things they didn't say. <laughs> I'm drunk with power. or so, Words to that effect. And she's kind of acted like that ever since she was elected to office in 2016. Uh, is she apparently operating with the same boundless sense of entitlement that drives, I don't know, certain protest groups to believe they can block freeways and pretty much do anything they want? Because let's be honest, they can. Well, Aaron May Quaid tried to do the same thing in the Minnesota state capitol. And and by the way, the state capitol police shut down the capitol three hours early just to prevent unsecretely crowds from gathering uh, outside of the capitol rules. So more power to the capitol police at any rate. But since Aaron May Quaid uh, used up a bunch of the people's buildings time uh, to tell gracelessly bowdlerized stories of victimization to prove her point that we need more gun control laws that by the way I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet serious money in no case would have changed any of those episodes of gun violence. <laughs> I mean, you you all know this, right? If you're listening to the audience of this broadcast, you are smarter than that. You are smarter than anyone who voted for Aaron May Quaid. And for that matter, you are smarter than Aaron May Quaid. And while I don't like to dwell on the ad hominem, it would be missing an opportunity to say that's not the highest bar in the world of Minnesota politics. Anyway, I digress. What I would like to do when I come back from this upcoming break is to do sort of the same thing. No, I'm not going to open it up to your stories. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about mine. Uh, Erin May Quaid uh, figured she would put a couple quarters in the bathos machine on Tuesday night and try to hijack the people's capital uh, for her political agenda. Well, I'm going to take a little time to talk about uh, something that matters very much to me on this day of the Minnesota gun rights rally, where hopefully thousands of us are gathered down at the Minnesota state capitol. And I'm going to tell you why it is, how it was I came to be a Second Amendment voter, and and not just a Second Amendment voter, but someone who has expended a fair amount of time as an activist on the issue over this last 25 years. Why, yes, it's been a quarter of a century that I've been an activist on this uh, issue at some level or another. And I have to say, frustrating as it can be, it is time well spent for so many reasons, because... Once you start losing your civil liberties, getting them back, as we see with so many of our civil liberties that have been shaved away over this past century, the Fourth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment, etc., they are so hard to get back, and the best cure is to not lose them in the first place. Hence, I'm down at the Capitol. Hope you can be there. Hope you are there. Hope you're listening there. If not, better luck next time. This is AM 12A, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
4: This spring, the early bird gets the worm. They'll also get triple savings from standard heating and air conditioning. That's right, you can triple your savings in April when you purchase a new furnace and air conditioner. Go for the HVAC hat trick by saving up to $900 three times. Take advantage of utility rebates, manufacturer rebates, and April savings. Don't wait for those hot, humid days of summer. Take advantage of Standard's triple savings. And if you're already lucky enough to have an efficient air conditioner and furnace, Standard is running a special just for you, too. For April only, save $50 on an air conditioner performance tune-up. It's a great way to make sure your A.C. is running as effectively and economically as possible. So don't wait. April is the only month Standard Heating is offering the HVAC Hat Trick Triple Savings. See the website for details at standardheating.com slash patriot. Some restrictions apply. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, comfort you deserve. standardheatingcom patriot.
5: This is Mike Gallagher. The 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April 29th for the Patriots' overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher on April 29th. Get your tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com.
0: When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Host a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness.
5: Search Indeed. Want to change how you feel significantly? ReliefFactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far, as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day, as do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have omega, which is fish oil, resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much, I carry and curcumin all together, carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements that everyone agrees you ought to be taking every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is 19.95. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. ReliefFactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and get ReliefFactor.com.
6: College kids aren't the only one throwing around threes. Come into Lucky Stations. We'll give you
0: three bags of malts for $10 mention the Patriot get the fourth bag free four bags of malts for ten dollars only at Lucky Stations to find the station near you visit luckystations.com
3: Welcome back Twin Cities and World. Mitch Berg, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Our phone lines normally open this time of the broadcast, 651-289-4488. However, this is a special pre-recorded broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network because I, and hopefully you, if you're a good conservative who cares about freedom, uh, are all together up at the Minnesota State Capitol right now protesting for our Second Amendment rights, and against the craven opportunity-grabbing non-wasting of a crisis that the DFL is doing, trying to uh, impose restrictions on your Second Amendment rights here in Minnesota. Uh, If you're up there, uh, God bless you all, and I'm looking forward to meeting you all up there as well. If you're not, hope you enjoy this special recorded broadcast. I hope it inspires you, perhaps, to come out next year, because believe me, we're going to need the help next year as well. More on that later on the broadcast here. Now, Aaron May Quaid, this past Tuesday, as we were talking about in the first segment, uh, took, used, and I guess didn't abuse her position per se, although uh, she did uh, basically d- do a little bit of callow grandstanding this past Tuesday uh, in the well of the Minnesota State Capitol. After the House adjourned, she seized control, I mean, legally, of course, of the a podium and started telling stories of gun violence victims and pretty sure none of those stories included the mention of a perpetrator of any way shape or form but neither here nor there by the way protect minnesota put out a call for people to come down to the capitol almost nobody did the pictures uh look like an echo chamber the only people involved seem to be a bunch of sanctimonious dfl fops sitting around the uh, the well, uh, basically look, trying to look like they're staging a sit-in for the TV cameras and the newspaper cameras. And then they all dispersed as soon as the cameras left. Ha! Huh, go figure. Anyway, Erin May Quaid, who is a basically spent some time doing what she does best, talk a lot. That's kind of her niche in life. Uh, getting these victim stories out there in support of Laws she supports that would have not changed any of those victimology stories. Not a one. And if you listen to my broadcast, you know this. You know none of the laws they're passing or would have any effect on criminals. They're all security theater aimed at sticking it to the law-abiding gun owner. You and, well, sort of me. We'll come back to that. I figured, what the heck, I'll tell you my story. And put my story up against those that, that Aaron May Quaid representative from Apple Valley, hopefully in her first and last term, uh, is not is not going to tell you. I, I grew up not that different from Erin May Quaid, I don't suspect. I don't know much about her background, but she has that aura about her of someone who's never had her liberalism questioned much in her life, if not at family, certainly not at school at any level, certainly not in her postgraduate life. Uh, she has that sort of smug entitlement that comes from never really having to defend what you believe against anyone seriously. Just just listen to her talk. You get this. I grew up in a liberal family in North Dakota where not having to defend your beliefs was not an option. And my beliefs folded up like a Walmart end table when I went to college uh, and encountered a professor, Dr. James Blake, the late Dr. James Blake, who... Believe it or not, being an English professor converted me to conservatism. Anyway, that being neither here nor there, one of the things that my family was, was not pro-gun. I won't say they were raging anti-gunners, but it'd be fair to say that none of them were comfortable around guns. My father was certainly not raised around them. He's, he was raised by his mother from age five on, and uh, guns were the first things that grandma sold to make ends meet after my grandpa dr- uh, fell over with a cardiac arrest. Uh my mother, well, my grandfather, on my mother's side, was a hunter. There were guns around the house, but uh Grandma wasn't comfortable with them, and so my mom didn't really grow up around that kind of thing. It certainly made sure I didn't. I was not allowed to have toy guns as a child I had which is fine, I mean my imagination was pretty strong. I'd find pieces of lumber or sticks or twigs, and I had the best arsenal in town by the time I was eight, anyway. So, like most boys, I liked guns and the way I saw them on TV, on 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 the, on Gunsmoke and and SWAT, the original series, and so forth. It was cool stuff, but it was not something that that I was raised around. Uh, for which I envy a lot of my conservative friends who grew up in conservative hunting, outdoorsy, gun-toting houses. Uh, I was not that person, and. I think you could have probably gotten some anti-Second Amendment rhetoric out of me at le- into at least my late teens. I think I wrote a Boys State platform that called for registration of uh, firearms and banning handguns, mainly to win votes. It's, it's a long story. But my opposition to civilian firearms started to, started to wane a little bit in my mid-teens. Some of you have heard this story. Uh, If so, I beg your indulgence. When I was 14, I checked out a copy of the Black Book, which is basically the B'nai B'rith's uh, book they published out of the evidence they brought to Nuremberg about the crimes against the Jewish people during the Holocaust. And I read it from cover to cover. And a year later, I probably read it from cover to cover again. And it scared the bejeebers out of me. And I say this as someone who grew up Amid the Minuteman missile silos, the story of the Holocaust blew my mind and not in a fun way, nor should it in, blow anyone's mind in a fun way, obviously. But I, I mean that by saying it certainly opened my eyes to what government could do to people who had not the means to deter them. Not talking about necessarily fighting back, although we'll come to that later on but no means to deter them. By the way, uh, there are people on the uh, pro-Second Amendment site who say, who point out that uh, the Nazi, uh, that Adolf Hitler, the Nazis, confiscated guns before they started their depredations on the German people. It's actually not true. They actually liberalized gun laws. They made it easier for German civilians to get guns than it had been before the Nazis took power, with one exception. Can you guess who the exceptions were? That's right, the Jews, the gypsies, the, the gays, the other people who wound up being the targets of the Holocaust. And the likes of Aaron May Quaid certainly cannot connect those dots in a literate way, but at age 15, I most certainly did. I, I noticed that the Jews that had the best chance of survival especially in places like Poland and and Ukraine and Russia, the ones who weren't lucky enough or didn't have the means to flee uh, the onslaught before the war were the ones who found the means to get away into the woods or the swamps or the hills and live underground and and fight back if needed. Uh, Or in some cases, in some cases I've written and spoken about at great depth, uh the 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 inmates of, of extermination camps like Trimplinka and Sobibor who found firearms and managed to stage escapes uh of which leading lead to 300 inmates escaping from from the Sobibor death camp and 50 of them surviving the war some of them to this very day some of them still preaching the gospel of never again and while i grew up in, in a in a situation where I could probably still be persuaded to say I was scared of the National Rifle Association into my late teens. By about my mid-teens, I was not really believing it. And by the time I got through college, much had changed. I'd voted for Ronald Reagan, although I never told my parents. And I had become a bit of a conservative. I started reading National Review. I started actually appreciating Ronald Reagan. And with a key deposit I got after I graduated from college, I bought my first gun. Rumbling to Nylon 66, I was twenty two years old. It's the only gun I owned for a couple years there. And I had the second experience that affected me. It was a hot July night in nineteen eighty eight, and I was upstairs in my house in the St. Paul Midway, and both of my roommates had left. They were both working nights, they both left the house, both of them being bobble headed morons. One of them left the door open. And I heard people rummaging around downstairs and voices that were not those of my roommates and were pretty aggressively not there for any good. And this being before the days when everyone had cell phones or even phone jacks in every room, I was upstairs in my creaky old duplex in the midway and the 'er ne'er-do-wells were downstairs around where the phone was. And the sound of me stepping around in my room on those creaky floorboards didn't scare them away. But the sound that my little twenty two rifle made when I went kshlick and racked up around after I pulled it from behind its hiding place behind my bed between my bed and the wall did send them running out that front door. All I saw were two pairs of of sneakers heading out the door. They made off with my roommate's boombox and something else like that. It was all my roommate's property, and uh, it served them right, quite frankly, for having put me in that situation. But I became a believer. If I, To the extent that I had not been a believer in the real-life ability of the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms— to allow people, whether they be the subjects of epic oppression or the subjects of very micro oppression, being victimized by property crime, to say, No, I am not a victim. To the extent I was not a believer before that night, I went away a believer after that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my story. I'm going to guess Aaron May Quaid's not going to come looking for it, but you got it now. <laughs> We're going to take a look at the bigger picture when we come back. Uh, My story and why Aaron Mayquaid doesn't want to hear it on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: 58 House seats up for grabs, two-thirds of which are currently held by Republicans. We see Tim Pawlenty running for a third term as Minnesota governor. Plus, Paul Ryan's resignation leaves us wondering if a member of the GOP will fill the Speaker's role. There are plenty of local and national changes and crucial positions available. AM 1280, the Patriot is bringing our conservative heavy hitters to town on Sunday, April 29th. Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher are in tune with the current political climate and will provide great insight and conversation. Join your fellow Patriot listeners in keeping the Twin Cities right. Plus, what would a Patriot event be without our local favorite, Ed Morrissey? Blogger for hotair.com. Overtime will be held at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka off of Highway 169 and Bren Road. Get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. General admission tickets are just $20 each. This event is sponsored by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and Lucky's Station.
4: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around... I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771.
0: That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save get full details on the
1: example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all
2: states hi this is nick anderson general manager of am1280 the patriot and i'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station many of our clients are local businesses who live work and play right here in the twin cities and their success in business is our success For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners.
1: Picture yourself on a financial roller coaster. You and your money are going up to the top. But now as the coaster turns and drops, you are screaming for joy instead of that fearful scream. Learn to manage any turn on your financial coaster at Online Trading Academy. See your accounts growing in both up and down markets and give yourself the opportunity to make a second income you can use now and in retirement. Join us for a free investing class by hitting pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA.
3: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Doing a special recorded broadcast today, something I think I've done three times in 14 years, just because live radio is generally more fun. But I had to say, duty called today. I am down. At the Minnesota Capitol Mall at the gun owners rally, the Second Amendment's rights rally, the rally for human rights uh, on the south steps of the Capitol, no doubt with uh, many of you uh, in the audience right now. Uh, And hopefully this is going to have to become a, a regular thing because the DFL is feeling emboldened. They think they have the wherewithal to go after our Second Amendment rights. They're emboldened by, by the way, a Star Tribune Minnesota poll that came out earlier this week that showed, and I quote, 90 percent of the people uh, claiming to support background checks, which, of course, as we've explained on this broadcast over and over and over and over, are completely useless for addressing crime at all, period. And by the way, the poll, like most Minnesota polls, is is garbage. It's trash. It's dreck. I mean, people say it's only 625 people. Well, for purposes of statistics, that is a valid sample in a state of 5 million people. What is not valid is that two-thirds of those were taken from the seven-county metro area, and I'm willing to bet that the 612 and 651 area codes are even more oversampled. So As usual, rural Minnesota, the place where people have some common sense uh, about guns, undersampled. And by the way, it's a sampling of people who are at home when the Star Tribune researchers call. And by the way, who answer research calls, (laughs) polling questions, which let's be honest, a lot of us just don't. So it's a completely invalid poll that exists only for propaganda reasons. And feel free to tell your friends as much. But I'm continuing my testimony since, goodness knows, Erin Mae Quaid was not about to ask me for it uh, during her little bout of grandstanding last week in the well of the Minnesota State Capitol, uh, asking for victims' stories. Well, I consider myself uh, an unwilling victim of her idiotic attempts to disarm us. I'm going to tell you why. The word citizen is a Latin word that uh, in its purest form means one who can basically govern himself, one who is uh, one who is the government. And of course, every one of us is not the government, but that is in theory the idea behind the American experiment is that we are a free association of equals. the We are a self-governing society. Now, it's easy to look at the thud-witted irresponsible, irresponsive bureaucracies in St. Paul and in Washington, DC, and even in your city and go, wow, this is not government of by and for the people. And you're right, but show me a better alternative. Anyway, the word citizen means one who is his own government. And that is the best that the American experiment aspires to. And I'm going to shoot for the best here as it were. Uh, And a citizen, to be one's own government, one needs to have, at least in small proportion, all of the rights and powers that a government has in in microcosm. You have to be free, as the government is free, to speak. You have to be free to publish. You have to be free to assemble. You must have freedom of conscience. You must be free of harassment, free from being railroaded in court uh, by, assemb- uh, by an assembly of other people who are part of your free association of equals. Uh, you you must be free from capricious judgment and punishment. In fact, you are must be in every way one among a free association of equals, which, by the way, is something that is part and parcel of the belief of American modern conservatism, that the people with a capital P are supposed to be a free association of equals, a thought that terrifies the left. Although some may pay lip service to it, the thought terrifies them, no more so than on this issue, because one of the other powers that government has, whether it's the United States government or the government of Estonia or the government of me, as a citizen of a free country where I am part of a free association of equals, is the power and the right to defend my life, my family's safety, my property, my community, and yes, my freedom and other other rights. And it is a fact that if you take away any of those God-given rights, the right to speak, the To publish, to assemble, to have free conscience, the right to be the right to privacy, the right to freedom from from legal harassment, the right to be free from being railroaded, the right to be free from legal caprice. If you lose any of those rights, then you are not a citizen any longer. You're a subject. And and this is why the American experiment is so very different from any of the European experience, even the British one from which we arose, because in every last one of those societies, in fact, practically every other society on earth, barring a few that have imitated us, the citizen is a subject of a hopefully benevolent government, but there's no guarantees. I mean, there's written guarantees. The Soviet Constitution made all sorts of of happy talk about individual citizens' rights. But laws are worthless unless you defend them, unless you put some teeth behind them. And our Second Amendment right isn't the only teeth behind our freedom. A free press is... Is can be powerful teeth behind our freedom, which is why its current decay into fake news and outright advocacy is a much greater threat to our democracy than even their fervid little nightmares about Donald Trump could ever turn out to be. Because without the institution of a media that people respect, and not just respect because we've always respected them in the past, but respect because we've earned it. And that's one more leg cut out from under the table of our freedom. A, a media is important, and the media we have is largely derelict in that responsibility. Oh, there's other things that are important in maintaining our freedom as well. A judiciary that we respect is absolutely vital, and in that way the United States does well. Not perfect, far from it, but we do well. Our law enforcement, uh, notwithstanding a lot of problems and a lot of things that would make any libertarian like myself deeply concerned, nonetheless, it's hard to find a lot of nations that consistently do better over the course of a century or two than ours does. Plenty of room for improvement, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, all of those things can be swept aside or absorbed by the ever hungry maw of government for more power, more access, more control. And when all of that happens, if heaven forfend all of that happens, and, and by the way, alarmists, as much freedom as we lost in this country, there's still a ways to go before we're a totalitarian dictatorship. But it is no accident that on April 19th, 1775, when General John Gage set out from Boston, to crush uh the, the, the independence-minded uh activities of the American colonists, the colonists of of Massachusetts. His seven hundred troops didn't march off into the hinterlands of Massachusetts looking for printing presses. And they didn't go looking for judges' gavels. They didn't go looking to round up journalists or lawyers they were looking for the colonists' guns. They were looking to confiscate the firearms that they had stored as part of their voluntary, self-organized town militias, and perhaps even more importantly, to confiscate the stockpiles of gunpowder, which, by the way, there were no domestic gunpowder plants in the United States at the time. that uh, was all, almost all imported. And so gunpowder at that time at the time of the American Revolution, was almost as precious as gold. And the British came looking for that. Not for printing presses. Not for ink. Not for lawyers. Not for gavels. They came looking for the guns. Because until the guns were taken, none of the attempts to take anything else were going to go anywhere. Now, the likes of Aaron May Quaid and probably your liberal friends as well as mine will say, what? You're going to try and fight a tank with a gun? If government comes to t- t- comes to tyranny, you'll, you'll have to chance the usual, uh, you'll have no chance whatsoever, your, your FUD-like friends may say. That's the usual response, which is kind of a bad attitude for a citizen of a free society to have while you're still free. I mean, like they're getting ready for the tanks to start rolling. And forget about the, the the tactical response, Ah, you go after the truck carrying the ammo. Forget that noise. The real answer is as long as we have the guns, government is deterred from trying, and the best war is the war that is deterred from ever happening, and as long as we have that, if you will, trump card, government is not going to try to usurp the rest of our freedoms. Oh, parts of it may try and whittle away at some parts of it here and there. but We've got the last word, and that is everything. And that is why I'm at the rally, and that's why I'd love to see you there and getting involved in the Second Amendment human rights movement. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back.
6: AM 1280, The Patriot. Been wondering how you can make a difference with your cell phone? Check out Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Patriot was founded in 2014 by conservatives looking to take on companies that are directly funding liberal causes. Yes, it's really happening. Patriot Mobile was built on conservative principles like the Constitution, smaller government, and free markets and trade. They'll donate up to 5% of each bill to conservative causes. You see, you can make a difference with your cell phone. And as a consumer, how does this sound? With Patriot Mobile, you get the same great nationwide service as Big Mobile. Transparent pricing, competitive plans, easy switching, discounts for active military, veterans, and first responders. Patriot Mobile. Make the conservative choice today. They're easy to find. All you need to know is their address. PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Patriot Mobile, the only cell phone company built on conservative principles. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by,
0: making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Visit NDRNow.com. That's NDRNow.com. Go now to NDRNow.com.
1: NDRNow.com. Center of the American Experiment is bringing Candace Owens to the Marriott City Center Hotel in downtown Minneapolis for a lunch forum on Tuesday, May 8th. She will be discussing her path to conservatism and encouraging young people to have their own red pill moment. She is currently the communications director for Turning Point USA and famously uses her voice to encourage the black community to change its mentality from victim to victor. For tickets and more information, visit
5: americanexperiment.org. This issue here at the 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April the 29th for the Patriots Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Understand Hewitt and Gallagher on April 29th. Get your tickets now on am1280thepatriot.com.
4: You need a little less of this. <laughs> Call Steamatic for mold remediation. Steamatic's mission is to be the best when your mold situation may be at its worst. I'm
2: Jan McNamara, veteran and owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. Call me, 651-481-4999.
3: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, every Monday through Friday, shotinthedark.info, I-N-F-O. I'm finishing up the broadcast here today, which is a tape broadcast, because I'm down at the Second Amendment rally at the Minnesota State Capitol, along with a, a large percentage of the AM 1280, The Patriot staff, I'll have you know. And I'm going to tell you why one other reason why I think it's so absolutely important that we be open about our uh, advocacy for the Second Amendment. Uh, by the way, before I do that, I just want to say that it's clear that big left is terrified that the message is not their message is not getting out. It's not. I mean, outside the people who already are anti-gun, it's just stiffing terribly. In fact, uh, David Hogg has turned out to be uh, perhaps a bigger gun sale day for day than Barack Obama was. Uh, which is a big backfire by any uh, rationale. But here's something else that popped up this past week. For years, you hear uh, people on the left now saying, well, why don't we let the CDC uh, investigate uh, the effects of gun violence? By the way, there's no law against it. Uh, They're merely barred from advocating or promoting gun control. And the reason for that is the Republicans who passed the Dickey Amendment years ago didn't trust the uh, the Centers for Disease Control not to politicize the issue. And it turns out they were right. Uh, A Florida criminologist named Gary Kleck, who, by the way, is a card-carrying Democrat, 25 years ago uh, put out a book called uh, Point Blank, Gun Crime in America. And he estimated at the time that somewhere between 750,000 and 2 million uh, episodes happened every year where a civilian used a gun in self-defense. And and by the way, in close to 98% of those cases, no shots were fired. I mean, that's which, of course, is what you want. Nobody's shooting anybody. Just point the gun. Criminal runs away. Problem solved. Life goes on. like I did in my defensive gun use. I did not have to fire a shot. Everyone walks away happy. Hopefully the the burglars got Jesus that night and decided never to burglarize again. One can only hope anyway. Turns out, about the same time that Gary Kleck released his research back in the 1990s, the Centers for Disease Control did a survey, a very, very carefully worded and, and well-constructed survey, as it happens, that confirmed everything Gary Kleck said. Now, bear in mind, for the last 25 years, the left have been saying, ah, the uses of guns in, in fighting crime are, are anecdotal and extremely rare. And this research is a bunch of crackpot a Well, the CDC, the group we're supposed to trust to do research like this, backed it up, confirmed it, and then hid it. So our side was right, both in the prevalence of defensive gun use and in distrusting big government from telling the truth. Never forget that. Never forget that big government, at its worst is out there to take your freedom and in no place is, is that more apparent and aimed directly at you, the individual, than it is on this issue. And it has been all along. Gun control, as we pointed out, is not about crime. It's not about saving lives, whatever they protest about. It's about big left in this country being afraid of people who are not like them from the end of the Civil War until the late 1960s, it was about disarming black people because white liberals were terrified of urban blacks. And they still are, by the way. All gun control legislation is, is aimed first and foremost about disarming the poor. But African-Americans largely vote Democrat and are heavily anti-gun these days, although there's some encouraging changes on that front, uh, thanks to my, my, my friends at the African-American Heritage Gun Club. Uh, for reclaiming that piece of African American heritage, but I want to take you back in time here—a time. Uh, by the way, uh, since since the sixties, and especially now, gun control is all about not just black people, but all of us red state deplorables. We terrify them. The thought of us with guns keeps them up at night. Not because we're going to commit crimes at all—we won't—but because we're different, and that scares them all oh, they're jabbering about diversity. The fact that we exist, they take as a personal rebuke and a threat, to which I say tough rocks. Anyway, the reason I'm at the rally today, the reason I hope you're at the rally today, Saturday, April 28th. The reason I hope you go to the next one is because 40 odd years ago, the good Americans took their eyes off the ball. For his, they started to believe the hype. They started to not. They, they, for a while there, the mainstream of American society didn't realize that the right to keep and bear arms is essential, is, is the right to free speech, and even more essential for deterring attacks upon all those other rights. We took our eye off the ball. We got to be too trusting of government, a, a pathology that caused all sorts of problems throughout our society back then that are still with us. And it was only with a, I have to call it heroic effort from the 1980s through the present day that the good guys fought off the fought off the charge and saved the Second Amendment and saved our right to keep and bear arms because it was on the rocks in 1979. By the early 1980s, uh, it was at a low point that we like we have never seen. About the time the crime rights started to rise, huh? Coincidentally. Anyway about the time it peaked, actually. We can't take our eye off the ball again. Fighting for our freedom is not an occasional splurge you do. It's not something you, you enjoy once, like a vacation to Disney World and then move on to other things if you want to keep your liberties because the people who want to take your freedom, not just your guns, but all your freedoms... They don't sleep. They've got paid organizers who want to keep their jobs. And so they keep working the hustings, trying to convince the weak-minded and the people who don't treasure their freedoms to take the easy route, to force the easy route upon the rest of us. And if I leave you with one message today in my testimony that Aaron May Quaid will never want to hear... It's this. We all have to pull together to save our Second Amendment rights as well as our First and Fourth and Fifth and Ninth and Tenth and all the other amendments that matter. We all have to pull together to save them all or we will all eventually lose all of them, if not during our lifetimes and those of our children and their children and their children after that. And there is no more important battle in our society, in a free society, than the battle, not just for guns, but for our freedom in itself. And therefore, I say, join us out on the barricades, the peaceful barricades, while the battle can still be won. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless freedom, and God bless the United States of America.
1: Make your home an ADT home and help protect against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide. Get our lowest rate for fast response monitoring starting at just $28.99 a month. That's about a dollar a day from the most trusted name in home security. Get ADT's tested, trusted, and proven security and service now at a great value. Don't wait. Call today. ADT. Always there. Now everywhere. Requires 36-month monitoring contract. Early termination taxes and selfies apply. Certain markets excluded. See terms and pricing at ADT.com.
0: There are 58 House seats up for grabs, two-thirds of which are currently held by Republicans. We see Tim Pawlenty running for a third term as Minnesota governor. Plus, Paul Ryan's resignation leaves us wondering if a member of the GOP will fill the speaker's role. There are plenty of local and national changes and crucial positions available. AM 1280, the Patriot is bringing our conservative heavy hitters to town on Sunday, April 29th. Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher are in tune with the current political climate and will provide great insight and conversation. Join your fellow Patriot listeners in keeping the Twin Cities right. Plus, what would a Patriot event be without our local favorite, Ed Morrissey? Blogger for hotair.com. Overtime will be held at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka off of Highway 169 and Bren Road. Get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. General admission tickets are just $20 each. This event is sponsored by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and Lucky's Station. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MediShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing health care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500 a month. Stuart saved
2: even more.
3: When we first joined Uh, MediShare, we were immediately
2: going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month.
0: So that's wonderful, but then his wife needed emergency surgery
3: and the bills added up to $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared and the end result of this is this bill was taken care of.
0: Yes, MediShare was. Works and it's so easy to get your questions answered too. So, why not? You can call right now 844
1: 41 Bible. That's 844 41 Bible. 844 41 Bible. Past attendees, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head. And say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters
4: has released two half-off vouchers for his Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, Sacramento, Dallas, or Richmond. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000. Now with this special offer, it's just half-price at
1: $1,000. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Deals. Leadership
3: Awakening, taking commitment, not applicants. AM1280.